0: talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody. This is our Rams rehash episode. We've had a night to sleep on it. I'll share some additional thoughts on this Rams-Commanders game and take an early peek forward to this big game, season-defining game, Thursday night against the Saints at SoFi Stadium, essentially a playoff game for our Los Angeles Rams. We will also get into snap counts and pro football focus grades. But hey, it's episode 322. Let's talk about a player who wore number 22. And dang it, I missed one I was going to share for episode 321. There's just too much going on. We'll have to save our player who wore number 21 for another 99 episodes, apparently. Now, there's a lot of players that wore number 22 for the Rams, Quite a few on some recent teams that you'll all remember David Long, Troy Hill, Marcus Peters, Tremaine Johnson. But I'm going to go way back, way back to the 1960s, gather around kids, and hear a story about a running back named Dick Bass. Bass was born in Mississippi. His family moved to Vallejo, California, and he attended the University of the Pacific. In 1958, Bass led the nation in rushing with 1,361 yards. He rushed for 215 yards against Cal, a Cal team that would go on to play in the 1959 Rose Bowl. He was the number two overall pick in the 1959 draft by the Rams. Played for the Rams from 1960 to 1969, the only team he played for and eventually played in three Pro Bowls and rushed for over a 1,000 yards two times. He finished his career with the Rams in 1969, 5,417 yards rushing at the time, the career leader, also scored 34 TDs. Currently number 5 all-time Rams rushing leader behind S.J. 39, Eric Dickerson, Marshall Falk, and Lawrence McCutcheon, NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 1966, And in my Rams countdown of the top 50 players all time, I had him as the 47th greatest Ram ever. Dick Bass, big, powerful running back. Kind of forget about him because of all the great running backs that followed him in a Rams uniform, but one of the best of the 1960s in my number 22. When we get to episode 422, we'll talk about one of these more recent guys. There will be a bunch of number 22s to choose from. And, not surprisingly, a bunch of cornerbacks. On the injury front, the Rams are expected to get Tutu Atwell and Rob Havenstein back for this Thursday night game against the Saints. Akilah Witherspoon got dinged up a little bit, but the Rams are optimistic he will be good to go. You know, a lot of us Ram fans were probably a little hard on our team for not putting the commanders away One thing that kind of got lost this week is the Commanders were yet another team that had two weeks to prepare. Maybe we should take that into consideration. Rams ended up with a very solid win against a team that had two weeks to rest, albeit a home game for the Rams. But still, anytime you can beat a team that had two weeks to prepare, you're doing something right. Now, the Saints only have four days to prepare for the Rams, and one of them will be a travel day. So the Rams should be at a bit of an advantage against the Saints. We'll do a complete preview of this game, but let's take a peek ahead at the Saints team. They're averaging 22 points a game, middle-of-the-pack offense. By the way, the Rams have scored 26-plus points in four straight games. Them and the 49ers are the only two teams with a current streak like that. As for the Saints, not especially good at either running the ball or passing the ball. Kind of middling in both categories. Their defense is pretty good, though. 11th-ranked. Your best bet is to try to run the ball on these guys. They give up 126 yards on the ground per game. And remember, this Saints team has had a very, very weak schedule. Not an impressive resume, but do not take this defense lightly. They're really good. And on their injury front, they expect to get their standout wide receiver, Chris Olave back. He missed last week's game. And he is their leading receiver, so that adds an additional challenge for our cornerbacks. But we will have a complete preview of this game in the next two nights, as well as a crossover episode with Tom Courts. Hey, let's talk about snap counts from this Rams-Commanders game. Offensive line played 100% of the snaps, all five of them, 75 snaps in all. And that, of course, is Joseph Noploom in for Rob Havenstein. No 2-2 Atwell and Demarcus Robinson made the most of it. 71 out of 75 snaps. Nakua and Cup did not miss a snap. So where did those other four snaps go from the wide receiver group? Three to Ben Skowronik, one to Austin Trammell. That's really rare for Nakua to not miss a snap. Tyler Higby back in the fold. 47 snaps, Davis Allen 26, Bryson Hopkins just two snaps. Royce Freeman got in for 17 snaps, and I think that's a little more than we would normally expect, and that might have been due to the two fumbles by Kyron Williams. I guess my only takeaways from a snap count perspective with the Rams offense is DeMarcus Robinson and Davis Allen establishing themselves as regular contributors to this offense. Davis Allen slowly pecking away at Tyler Higby's snap counts. Now Higby's coming back from an injury, so that might have had something to do with it too. But Davis Allen looking like a solid tight end at this point. Defensive snap counts. I wanted to take a look at the secondary. Now I saw Russ Yeast out there early, and I thought, hey, maybe we're going to see an uptick in his snaps. Maybe the Rams are going to start bringing him back into the fold a little bit more. But that was not the case. He got just 12 snaps. Quentin Lake, man, Rams obviously have a lot of faith in him. He had the third most snaps behind Fuller and Johnny Johnson. Lake out there for 90% of the snaps. Much better in coverage than Russ East, apparently. Kendrick and Witherspoon getting the majority of the snaps. Although Witherspoon did miss, I think it was 16 snaps. And I was trying to figure out when that happened and why. And then I saw this morning's follow-up injury report and Witherspoon showed up on it. it. Apparently had a groin that tightened up on him. Should be good to go for Thursday, though. Kobe Durant, 21 snaps at the big special teams play, though. So Quentin Lake, the Swiss Army knife of the Rams defense, he can play safety. But he's mostly playing that slot receiver Much better in coverage than Kobe Durant at this point, it would appear. And you'll see that when we get to our pro football focus grades. Michael Hoyt and Byron Young still leading the charge off the edge, although Keir Thomas and Nick Hampton both got 14 snaps apiece. O'Shawn Mathis was inactive, of course. And on the defensive line, man, a lot of guys getting rotated in. Aaron Donald had the most snaps. Only 65%, though. Rams obviously pulled him, trying to rest him a little bit due to that thigh injury and with a quick turnaround against the Saints on Thursday night. But he did go back in as as the Commanders managed to make a game of it late. Kobe Turner, 58%. Jonah Williams, Bobby Brown, Larell Murchison all getting significant snaps. And Ernest Brown, nine snaps. Ernest Jones missed a few snaps And the next man up was Christian Roseboom. He's playing pretty good football, I think. Just over half the snaps, Troy Reeder down to eight snaps. So what can we take away from this? Well, the Rams really relying on Fuller, Johnson, and Lake in the secondary, along with Witherspoon and Kendrick. Not showing a lot of faith in Kobe Durant or any other cornerbacks off the bench. And a heavy rotation along that defensive line as well. Hey, let's talk about pro football focus grades, and hey, my last drop, I said if Ernest Jones did not score extremely high, I was not going to post these grades anymore, and sure enough, he comes in with an 87.8, a season high for Ernest Jones, so my eyes did not deceive me. Before I get to the rest of these grades, I wanted to talk about two other players, two non-Rams, two quarterbacks, that I watched play a lot this past week. The first one was Jordan Love, and my critique of him is, is that he's just extremely inconsistent. He will make two dazzling throws in a row, and then two straight passes where his footing is all wrong, throwing behind receivers, over receivers' heads, really bad passes, not giving his receivers even a chance to catch the ball, but when he's on, he's on. So I'm not sure how I feel about Jordan Love. I think he I think he got a little bit too much hate early on. And then in the middle of the season, a little bit too much love. I think the bottom line is he probably needs to just go back and work on his fundamentals. He has the potential to be a really good quarterback, but he's not quite there yet. And Sam Howe, now I've been mentioning over and over again how much I like this guy. Hadn't seen him play extensively, not nearly as much as I did in this Ram game where I watched every snap he took. And I still love the guy. I think, as Sean McVay said, he is a baller, can extend plays, and has tons of confidence. But he kind of has the same problem Jordan Love has. Can make a couple really good throws, and then he's off, off high, off low, behind his receivers. So he definitely needs to work on his consistency. The problem with Hal is, what are the commanders going to do in the 2024 draft? Are they going to stick with him, which I think they should? Or are they going to use a first-round pick on another quarterback? We'll have to see. Right now, they would have the fourth pick in the draft. There's going to be a really good quarterback available. Now for the Rams grades, aside from Nett Jones' grade of 87.8, Matthew Stafford, 90.4, the highest grade at Ram, And a bunch of guys scored really well, including Bobby Brown, Illyric Jackson. He was playing well enough to piss off some commander defenders getting to the third level, it looked like. And they took offense to that on that one play. John Johnson, a 77.9. Coleman Shelton, a 76.6. His season high. And he has struggled score-wise compared to some of the other Rams offensive linemen. So it's good to see him step up a little bit. Roseboom 75.8, and Quentin Lake, 74.2. Those two guys looked like they had good games on first look, and sure enough, these grades show that they did. And Joseph Noteboom having a pretty good game overall, a grade of 71.0, so a good replacement for Rob Havenstein. And I know Ram fans have said that was a bad contract that they gave Joseph Noteboom. I'm not convinced it was a bad contract yet, He is a good sixth offensive lineman half round. And as Rob Havenstein gets older and older, our senior statesman on this team, I feel really good about having Joseph Nopum waiting in the wings. My final comments on this Rams-Commanders game. A little disappointed that we didn't put those guys away earlier. But all in all, a good effort by our Rams team. A couple of letdowns, a couple of fumbles. Another missed kick, but we shouldn't be complaining. I know the play calling suspect at times, and Sean McVeigh sort of kind of acknowledged that in his press conference, that they need to reevaluate some of those red zone calls. So they're on it. <laughs> They'll fix it. Let's put that game behind us and look forward to Thursday night against the New Orleans Saints. And you know what? It's a playoff game. This is a playoff game for our Los Angeles Rams They need this win badly if they can't take care of business Thursday night against the Saints they might be done as sad as that is we can't expect to get that much help we'd need a lot of help to lose to the Saints and still make the playoffs but that's not going to happen let's be optimistic the Rams get this win against the Saints and take one giant step toward the playoffs and how sweet will that be and I think they're going to get it done